Hello, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, the Emerged Believer Podcast, where we unravel the profound impact and influence of the gospel in our lives with your host, Ayadi. I know there's a lot that comes with being a Christian and wanting to stay true to your faith in the culture and age that we live in. Each episode of this podcast, you'll get to hear genuine stories of how you can live out your faith, deepen your relationship with God, and still thrive in every aspect of your life. And my hope is that each of these stories will inspire you and empower you on your own journey. Hello, good Hi, afternoon. Good. I'm so good excited afternoon. to have you here, T, as and my guest on this podcast. And I hope that um, this podcast is going to be a learning call for both of us because I'm also mm-hmm. here to learn as I listen to all of your experiences. And I'm sure that as many of them are listening to this um interesting episode that i i foresee it to be uh, i'm sure that they would also benefit from this and also learn one or two things so thank you for joining me thank you thank you for having me here actually and i'm so excited and i'm elated to be here uh like i said i've been i've been looking forward to this from the moment you you shared with me the intro and i'm like okay yeah let's do this and you know when the invitation came and we kept seeing each other's messages like days later. I'm like, okay, are we really oh going to do this? But finally, here we are. So, yeah, I look forward to sharing and, um, you know, just telling my story. And I hope it blesses someone. Thank you. I hope it does. I'm sure it's going to. Um, so to kickstart, um, I know that the importance of faith cannot be... Um, overemphasized in our journey as believers so I think my first question will be how has that faith played a role in your journey or how has it shaped your journey as a believer oh okay so that's a that's an amazing one how has faith shaped my journey I'd start from let's say when I was migrating to Canada let's so I migrated here in the year 2018, right? And I had not yet turned 18 then. Oh, wow. Right. So um, I had options of either doing whatever it is that I needed to do in Nigeria or, you know, just being around my parents, being around family, being in that comfort zone of family. But there also was the option of coming to do things myself here. And I said, okay, you know what? Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. And in I'm just gonna share this this very little story. I was supposed to take my flight on the fourth of August, either the third of August or fourth of August or something. And um I had received a mail saying that the connecting flight, my connecting mm-hmm. flight from Morocco was going to be delayed until the fifth. Hmm. So I showed it to my dad and we both assumed that it was the flight from Lagos that was oh, delayed. Man. Yeah. So we got to the airport on Monday, the 5th of August. Oh, it was a goodness. Sunday, strict Monday. Yeah. And I should give them my ticket and everything. And they're like, 
bro, you missed your flight. <laughs> you missed your flight. And the moment you hear that, you start thinking village people. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey. um, that cannot be. Um, that They said the flight was, you know, the flight was cancelled. It was going to be tonight. They said, yeah, not the one from Lagos to Casablanca. It was one from Casablanca to to Canada. And I'm like, this is, this mm. is top, like, Okay, so then I had to go back, not go back home technically, because my dad didn't want to break the news to my mom. So he he put right, he put me up with a friend, and we booked another ticket for Thursday. So between that Monday and that Thursday, the only people who knew that I was still in the country was myself, my dad, and this friend we're talking about, and you know it. A lot had crossed my mind then. I'm like, okay, is it because I shared it with people? Is it, you know, you start, yeah, you start questioning your decisions. Exactly. Whereas it's, it's really just, it's really just God doing His thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I booked my flight. They, I mean, like I said, we booked the flight on Thursday. I landed, and then. The, the the bottom line of this is that when I when I finally got to Canada, the folks that I was supposed to stay with mm-hmm. on the I landed on a Saturday, Saturday stroke Sunday. So uh one of them had gone to church and he yes. came back and he met me at their place and he's like, Hey, we just introduced ourselves and blah blah blah. And I'm like, Okay, what church do you go to? And he he said the the name of the church he, he goes to, and that's the church that I wanted to join the moment I got here. So it just kind of worked out that the folks that my friend put me up with seemed to have connected me to uh, a family that I have always wanted to be a part of. So at the end of the day now, it now became a thing of, okay, it seemed like God had planned, God had gotten this all planned out for me. He had gotten this all uh, lined up. And all I had to do was just enter into what had been planned out. So um, it was by faith that I that I took this trip. It was by faith that I made this journey because I didn't necessarily know anybody here. I would not say that I would consider anybody my friend or a family here but coming here it it has been it has been god from the beginning till now it, it really has just been god and you know it's been from glory to glory amen god just ordered your steps and i know that so many questions like you said ran through your mind why right. is it happening why, why did this happen but yeah I know when things like that, when when it's not in line with our plans, that's when we begin to question everything. Right, right, right. And we tend to ask, "Why me? Why me? Why, why did why this not have you? to happen? <laughs> why not you? <laughs> Who yeah, else? like I mean, it's it's really valid, and even in different areas of our lives, like when things that are not aligned with what we we have planned like basically our plans when it's just something just doesn't go well with what we have planned we just then feel something is wrong 
and we right. forget that the master planner is God yes, and right. we just right. forget him in whatever is happening at that point we're just like oh this was what I wanted to happen because you know we're human we're, all, we kind we're of... all caught up in our, our little box yeah exactly and exactly. we try to box God in the same way aha yeah. and we, mm-hmm. we... You, you, you really cannot god. you really cannot we <laughs> cannot box god so i mean god knows the end from the beginning, from the beginning right. and you know he's the author and finisher of our faith so i mean that was beautiful that you could share and thank god you know you you um were able to just um trust god and everything that happened and at the end of the day you know the person you wanted to stay with Ended mm-hmm. up being some someone going to the church you wanted to attend. So right, so that for you? everything just lined up like literally. Exactly. My life, my life took an upward trajectory from that point. Really, right, really. right. That's a beautiful story because it kind of it it kind of um it's like a starter to the next question I would have loved to ask about your immigration um to okay. Canada about <laughs> about making that decision but it's like the next question um to to my own question what made you decide to come to Canada why Canada was it just um what your parents wanted or you wanted it and uh did i entirely want it <laughs> you know the the you know when they say okay you're going to Canada when the the idea of migrating to Canada appeals to everyone mm-hmm. right now i have an older sister who migrated to ukraine in the year 2014 that was 4 years before i was even done with um that was 3 years before i was done with high school and then a year after high school was when i was when i traveled but she one thing that that affected me with her migration was the fact that we became so distant. We became so distant. I mean, um, then I I don't think I had a a mobile device. It was either I didn't have a mobile device or I didn't have one that you know could connect to the internet, so I couldn't reach her. Mm-hmm. I had to like either go through my dad or go through my uncles something. So, um we there there came this gap between us so then i prioritized connecting and bonding with my younger sibling i have i have a younger sibling who is also um female and our last one is is a guy yeah but he was still a, he was still he was still a kid then it was what, 3 4 thereabouts so when the option came of me migrating to canada i feared that the same thing was going to happen with me and my siblings too. And I'm like, okay, do I really want to risk this? Do I, is there something I want to, I want to do? Because then you're starting life afresh. Like you're starting from scratch. You, like I said, you literally don't know anybody. It's an entirely new community. You, you do not have any connect basically. All you have is God. And, uh, I said, okay, you know what? I think I can do this, but I'll just have to put in the effort to maintaining this sibling family relationship. And when it finally happened, 
I mean, as as time proceeded, I was excited and we started praying about it. And at some point, it seemed like it was delayed. And uh, I feel like I'm jumping in the gun if I share this, but myself and my dad started, we, we, we started praying. Like the prayers got intense to a point. We'd have midnight prayers, we'd have midday prayers. Uh, just to make it come through. So yes, at at a point, I got extremely excited about about the opportunity. And like I said, the the idea of migrating to Canada appeals to everybody. So at that point, it, it got me hooked. I would read up about about Canada, you know, just look up their landscape. I had an atlas that yeah, <laughs> where I'll is turn Canada? To, I'll turn to I'll turn to Canada and you know just look up and you know be fascinated about everything and. When I started browsing, I'll be looking at okay, who is the prime minister, uh, the mayor, all of those things, like all of those little little details. Just how do you pronounce this? What's the mm-hmm. capital? You know, something, something, wow, you so did I, a lot of research. I did, I did <laughs> a lot of research. So yeah, at some point it started appealing to me. But then when I got here, and uh, for a couple weeks, the that mirage of what Canada is supposed to look like was still there and then after a while it it gradually started fading away and then I started to see Canada for what Canada was the cold was smacking me left right center my neighbors would not even pay attention to me we did not even say hi like nobody really is you're just in your own cubicle really Hmm. you're literally in your own world and it started to affect me because if the guy next door doesn't want to talk to me, I don't want to talk to someone who is a thousand miles across the world for me. So um, it started to affect my relationship with my family. At some point, I would not communicate or I would not have communicated with my family in like a period of one week, two weeks. Wow. And yeah, my mom would be also worried and, you know, she would text me. And my dad will call. And, you know, I'm just going to add this, right? I grew up, the relationship I had with my dad growing up was was military-like. Okay. Right. So it was one of this where we didn't have the friendship relationship. It was more father-son relationship, you know where he would say something, I'd say, yes, sir. Ask something, you respond with, sir. You know, like that, like that. So then when I got here, he he started to want to bond with me on a whole new different perspective, on a whole new different level. And it felt awkward at the time because we're not cool like that. We're not, we're not cool like that. Like, you know, I'm good, I'm fine. If there's anything, I'll reach out to you and let you know. But in the meantime, I'm 100%. You know, like, you don't have to bother me. I won't bother you. Like, let's just know that everybody is doing excellently well. So, um, but after a while, gradually things started to change. But yeah, really, it migrating to Canada did take a toll on my personal relationships with family and then with friends. The first thing that I realized with friends is that I don't even know if I should call them friends at this point, but 
there's a there's a certain group of people who want to use you for their fraudulent interests. So you start getting requests like, "Oh, can you can you open a Facebook account for me? You know, are you able to help? Oh, you didn't experience that? Oh, that's new. <laughs> that's that's very new. This is the first time I'm this hearing that. This is new to help yeah, you oh, open okay. Facebook account. Yeah, because yeah, they, because I let me say it would not be erroneous to assume that they're into fraud. Ah. Right? Yeah. So um, I believe opening a Facebook account here abroad, mm-hmm. overseas, in certain parts of the world, in certain regions, okay. gives you certain perks. Ah, okay. I see. That it, that it doesn't, you know, back in, in certain that, oh. certain other regions. Yeah. So okay. um, you're able to help open Facebook accounts or... um. Am I able to deposit money into your account and then would would take a profit split sixty forty uh-huh. something, or are you able to help? Am I am I able to mail this check to your address? You know, oh, wow. You you already know what the what the, mm-hmm. this thing is like, and it started. I'm like, so like, and because you don't what, help them, they'll just be like, oh, you're not proud. At some point, I'm like, what? Now like this, and I did for you. Is this? Is this really what is going on? Like, okay, I understand that you're trying to fend for yourself without having to bother your parents, without having to be like a pain, a thorn in their flesh, but did it really get this bad? Mm. And folks that you grew up in church together, mm-hmm. you know, you just you just start wondering where did it go wrong? Mm. You know, these are people that you held yourselves accountable to to prayer, to study of the word, to right. attending meetings, to reading books. Now they're, they're you know, somebody, I, I chatted with, with someone who we had, we had a similar, uh, we had, we had this sort of experience and this guy I was asking him, I'm like, okay, what what happened? Like, where did it where did it all go south? And in the course of our conversation, um, I think I said something about, yeah, I understand that money needs to be made. And he goes, yeah, that's the that that's the that's the bottom line of life, or that's the that's the yeah. highlight of life, you know, to okay. to make money. And then I'm like, no, that's not the highlight of life. The highlight of life is to find God. <laughs> <laughs> like to know God, to mm-hmm. to know God and have Him like this, mm-hmm. right? So where yeah. where the priorities, priorities changed, mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And this was in like a space of nine months to a year of me migrating. I'm like, okay. Then I began. I began to ask myself if I had stayed in Nigeria with this set of people, would my priorities to have been compromised like this or would I have been able to uphold them to the standard to which we've been living this past couple years like so at to to a certain extent I I blamed myself and held myself responsible for For what they what they had turned out to be Hmm. yeah and it took me a bit to at the end of the day come to the decision that okay you know what everyone's responsible for their actions and inactions everyone's right. responsible for their decisions for mm-hmm. for 
everything that they do. So while I might want to put this on myself and blame myself, because I would reach out to, I'd reach out to their older folks. I'd reach out to you know people that we were cool at church that I know can talk to. Talk to them. I'm like, what is going on? And mm. you know, to be like, yeah, that they tried to talk, and the the standards really just started to it started to dip from there because yeah. that circle. It, it just wasn't it anymore so yeah i'm like you yeah, no, i can't yeah right i did i did mm-hmm. and um at the moment i can't even say we are acquaintances we're just we're strangers <laughs> yeah right we're strangers yeah so mm. migrating to canada has impacted me a lot um, positive side and the negative side and like i said with family and friendly relationships and it's it also opened me up to a new uh a, a new sphere of how I see life, right? So I've had the opportunity to meet people in different class in categories. So mm-hmm. it's helped me. Uh, it's helped me tutor and caution myself to how I behave, how I react, and all of that. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, I know it's it definitely gets better, like with time, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to maintain the the healthy relationship I have with my family, as well as the the small group of friends that I have right now. Don't want to yeah, lose my friends. Good. Mm. Yes, gradually would get it, but I mean, you shared a lot of experiences and how migrating to Canada has impacted relationships. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people who have who shared somewhat this view just yeah. because um there's this um narrative when you leave Canada or just leave the country yeah people your friends just feel you won't be able to reach out to them right or you have moved on with life right. right and the truth is even while you were in the same country mm-hmm. it's there's a high probability that you're not even mm-hmm. as closely knit as yeah. you ever because yeah. you just leave we're wearing country. we're wearing all chitty chatty <laughs> exactly. back in high school and now you get my contact and it's you have forgotten me like exactly bro, that's the word we you never knew each other us. Oh, is it because you have moved to Canada? Yeah, yeah exactly, right? Yeah. So <laughs> having to having to deal with that as well. Usually, people like that, I just keep them at arm's length. Like, <laughs> there's this guy that used to be a that used to be a, he used to be a bully in high school, <laughs> right? He he'd bully anyone and anything. <laughs> and after a while, I think it was sometimes last year, he got my contact from the from the group chat that we were on. For the for the high school year set, and he reached out to me, and he was trying to be all brotherly, hmm. and for me it just wasn't giving because <laughs> from where to where, yeah, you almost <laughs> smashed my phone back in high school. You almost beat up my friends. Like the memories I have of you, <laughs> even if you know I'm not I'm not holding it against you, but the memories I have of you it, we're not. You know, he tried to introduce me to a business deal, something, something. Bro, I'm I'm definitely not 
having <laughs> no no that now you're pushing it no we're not that's no. No, let's not do that we don't do a that business here. deal you just went from zero to 100. from zero to 100 real quick like yeah no i'm like yeah no we're not doing that uh, oh wow yeah i mean i i know that if we if we go on and on there's still a lot of things that we'll talk about like we both have different we both immigrated from nigeria so we both have different experiences right. but talking about in canada now how mm-hmm. has your experience been adjusting because you mentioned something about the weather yeah how has it been adjusting to the weather conditions I don't know if you had any, um, if you had to search for houses, if you had to search for jobs, like how has it been? Because house search, when I first came, I thought it was like a jam because it was a whole lot of work to look for a Mm -hmm. house to live in. So how has that been for you adjusting? You mentioned adjusting to your neighbors, like the whole everything about Canada. How has it been for you? Okay, so with uh with the weather, I feel like I wasn't properly orient oriented. Is it or is it oriented? Oriented, yeah. Oriented. Thank you. I wasn't properly oriented. I mean, before I did travel, you know, someone had come up to me, one that I uh very much respect, and he had had mentioned oh okay so you'll be going to join your sister soon right i'm like no my sister's in ukraine i'm going to canada and it's like oh canada that there there have been claims that you know the code there is out of the world like are you sure you'll be able to handle it and i said well there's people there's people living there exactly Uh, (laughs) one way or the other i'll cope but when i got here (laughs) nah yeah so um (laughs) i and then like I said, I wasn't properly oriented. So the stuff that I started buying wasn't the jacket I bought. I bought a spring jacket. Everyone bought from Yaba Big. I bought it. I even even here in Canada, I went to one of the malls and you know, I like I said, I bought a what I bought was spring? a spring jacket. Yes. And this was September, like fall was fall was already approaching. Oh my god. And goodness. winter was the the cold winds were rising, basically. Oh, and no. I just I I bought hoodies, I bought sweaters, but I did not buy a proper jacket. Yeah. And I did not I did not have a pair of winter boots. Oh my so, goodness. Um, someone from church had 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 given me a a winter jacket. They saw that I would I'd come into church in the evening with with the spring jacket and like, be like, "Are you not cold?" Yeah. I'm like, "No, I'm good. It's okay." <laughs> and they say, "Yeah, no, you can't keep doing this." So I'm really cold me, inside. They, <laughs> <laughs> they bought me a winter jacket. Um, I I got myself shoes. Mm. but they weren't winter boots winter boots but mm-hmm. but it didn't really impact me the first two years being that i wasn't always out and about okay right but anyways that's and that aside and then um with the with the housing mm. the folks that i said i i stayed here with initially when i first moved the first month so they they went out of their way to yeah to get me a place to stay 
in their name. They paid the first and the last. And then when I finally got myself set up, I paid them back. And I stayed in that apartment for a little over a year. I stayed in that apartment until 2020, mm. just before COVID hit. Huh. Yeah, and then I moved out and I went to stay with someone else. And yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a whole new thing. But talking about housing, let me just let me put this in since we're talking about housing. Now, <laughs> this was this was very very recent, right? Last year in August, I got married. Yay! But from yeah, yeah, but from June, myself and my lady had been looking for a place that oh we're gonna move God. in together in August when, uh, when we finally got married. But like I said, we start we started looking in June. Oh. June passed. July passed. Days to the wedding, we had gone through nothing less than a hundred. When I say a hundred now, I'm being very conservative. In Toronto area? In Toronto area, yes. Okay. I'm being conservative because it was a whole lot. We we had a group chat made where... (laughs) During the day, if you were on launch or if you had a moment, you look on Facebook Marketplace, you look on Kijiji or any of those other places, rentals.com, and you know, you just send the link to to the group okay. and then later would evaluate it, would reach out, would go view it, we would fill out uh applications oh and some of them we didn't hear back. Obviously. Some of them they pulled the plug last minute. It was Wow. It was draining. It was a lot. Can imagine. And, I mean, when when we got married, we we had booked a hotel for like uh, a couple of days, and then okay, we spoke to our pastors about it, and they're like, okay, that they should be able to chat with, um, one of our members and see if we're able to stay at the lower basement. level. So they no, okay. no not even basement. They 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 lived upstairs. So if okay. we were able to stay downstairs, but I mean, the kitchen was up basically it worked out. Ah, uh, good. Yeah. So second week of, week of August to the third, no, second week of August to the last week of August, we were there. And then uh, the couple of days between, so we're there from like August 8th to about August 25th. Mm. Right. And the last couple of days between, August and the beginning of September, then we had to go stay in an Airbnb oh, because no. now now we were looking for a place to stay for September. Right. And, I mean, fortunately, on the twenty seventh of August, we found something that we closed the deal in like two days. Oh, cool. it wasn't like God just God just came Stepped to in because was... at this point I'm like at I this just point got I'm like married. <laughs> we had our stuff. the The whole bulk of our stuff was moved into storage Hmm. and we just had like two boxes that had my stuff her stuff had my backpack that had like work stuff my laptop books all of that and yeah so we if we i usually i I made this joke i said bible says that abraham lived in (laughs) tents and and he moved from places to places so we were that was that was really just what it was like for us. And it's always been a testimony with with me looking for an apartment because like I said, I the place I'm the place I moved into in twenty eighteen, I was there until about 
um, March 2020. And when I was supposed to move out, there was nowhere that I would move to. The day that I was moving out, I didn't know where I was moving to. Hmm. Yeah. I told my landlord, I'd, I had packed all my stuff. He he was already bringing people's stuff. Someone in. else. The, exactly. And as at 6 p, as at 5 p.m. that day, I didn't know where I was, where I was moving to. So I called a couple of friends and then at the end of the day, I just called this and I said, see, I'm coming to your place. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. No, they did not even, no, they did not even affirm. I had called the guy a couple of times. He didn't answer. So I booked an Uber to his place and on the way, I texted him, I'm on my way. Hmm you know, with all my stuff at the in the trunk and it's like, wait, wait, I'll call you back. I'm I'm in a meeting sometimes. And I'm already on my way. There's no there's no way. Call me back now. Call me back now. Oh my God. Yeah, I got there. I was there for about a year and then I got a place. And like I said, it's it's every time I got a place here, it's Mm. really been a testimony because house hunting Oh my God! Here in Canada is you need to have a good credit Depend- score. You need to have first and last. You Depend- need to August. have references. I'm like, even even amidst all of those factors, like all of those requirements, mm-hmm. you need to even find the place because you need to find <laughs> right. You need to find the place. It has if to be it's accessible. Available. It has to be accessible to like your workplace. That's if you don't work from home. If you for take for example, I go oh, to church, God. so it has to be accessible to church. You're looking at bus route because at the moment yeah. I don't drive. You're looking at bus route. You're looking at stores, you know stores. Like, oh God, what? it's a whole lot. Yeah, I no, know. I'm like no. For anyone trying to settle in Canada, it's a whole lot of things to consider. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the whole, like, just like you said, Canada, just the mere fact you hear you're going to Canada. I mean, it's so you're excited. To the ear. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're you come in when here, you get here just... the system has a way of dampening your excitement. <laughs> yeah. Oh and I feel God. like if you don't, if you don't hold on to God, well, there's people who, now, in my case, I say if you don't hold on to God, right? But mm-hmm. there's people who divert to, to other stuff, right? So people get here and they they find all of that. Like I said, my my neighbors would not even say hi to me, mm-hmm. right? We did not necessarily see eye to eye. We would, some, as time proceeded, as time went on, we would chat here and there a bit, but many of them did not even know my name. Mm-hmm. That, that was how yeah exactly <laughs> so you're like literally on your own so yeah. many people would divert to clubbing or drinking or you know right. something but for me it was church so mm. at that point my life was uh school work church and i'm back home i'm not going out anywhere i'm not partying i'm 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 literally just by myself. I don't entertain visitors. Nobody's entertaining me. It's it was a very, very, very boring life. And just quickly, um, job hunting because I I feel like I haven't touched on that one yet. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> you know another one. The the my life, man. 
you know, when you imagine you have a job, mm. you have a job that pays your bills. And like, I, like I've emphasized again and again, it's just you. And then God comes and tells you to quit your job. Mm. The first question is, okay, to quit my job and do what? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, once again, we try to box God into the little box that we're in. And you're like, walk me through the process. Like, walk me through your thought process. Mm-hmm. This job pays my rent and, you know, puts food on my table and it pays my bills. And it, I'm able to send something back home from what I'm getting from here. And now I have to quit this job. And, you know, the thing with that is then you, you're actually called upon to walk on water. Hmm. Because at that point... How many people do you really want to explain to and be like, the reason why I'm not working is is not because I'm lazy. It's not because I don't want to do anything. God asked me to quit my job. Like, make it make sense, you know. And uh, there's times where I had, I, I had, I had jobs. I had something that I was doing, and if it clashed with a program at church, if it clashed with a function at church, if it had, so if whenever I'm job on hunting, I let them know I'm unable Wednesdays in the evenings and I'm unable on Sundays. I'm, I'm unavailable, sorry. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays, Sundays. Wednesday right. in the evening, Sundays, uh, the whole day. So if it clashed with anything on Wednesdays, I'm leaving work early. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, there used to be this guy that'd be like, bro, you came to Canada to come and, you know, make a living for yourself. You cannot, cannot allow church to be taking up your time. You know, the pastors that you are going there to do this thing for, they've already made it. Your pastor is lives in a house that's fully paid for. He drives, you know, his own vehicle. He has multiple vehicles. You, Hozo and Dios, I said, I did not come to Canada for that. I'm sorry. And, you know, it's how nowadays when I hear, when I see people post things online where they be like, oh, the only reason why people carry church on their head in Africa, in parts of Africa or in Nigeria is because there's not a necessarily good working system that when mm-hmm. you migrate to, you know, decent places, mm-hmm. you would not be There's also so bothered. Yeah. Like, that's you, bro. That's your story, <laughs> not mine. <Mm-mm>. Me, <laughs> till eternity, this church, they will carry it on our head. Yeah. So, yeah, with, with looking for jobs, it wasn't it wasn't always easy, but God always came through. That's right. that's what I really can say about, about working. And uh, the many a times, the jobs that I got, I got them based off of the skills that I acquired volunteering at church. Hmm. Right. So God was just, God has just been very intentional about me, my, my entirety, uh, the entirety of me being in Canada. So, and this, this things are unique. You are not, you'd hear mm-hmm. someone else's story and it would be something yeah. else entirely different yeah. entirely mind-blowing but this is yeah. just this is really just me uh unique experiences i mean we can't downplay anyone's right. experiences right yeah totally you touched on um, a lot of things 
set of things, but one thing, one of the things that you said was um how when you came into Canada and it was just um from school, work, church. So to me, I mean, I'm just thinking about the importance of community, importance of, you know, having a fellowship with people. Because right. in this kind of place where you you come here you don't have any family you don't mm -hmm. you don't have any friends you're just going to develop all of those relationships i mean come finding a church and finding that community of community. believers right i'm sure really helped you so um i think my next question and and a lot of people might not know the the benefits of you know um community and having that fellowship with a brethren, fellowship with mm -hmm. fellow fellow believers, because it's believers. really, I think that's one of the things that helped me um, when I was settling in Canada as well, mm -hmm. like having that close knit um, um, fellow believers, you know, just together having to go through this immigration or settling process in in Canada, right? right. And um, I just wanted you to talk more on you know, the importance of that community and fellowship within, you know, the church, within different, um, yeah, I mean, different organizations in the church, you know, having right. that close-knit fellowship with people. What what is What has that meant for you in your, okay. in your journey? So, so regarding a community in, a community or fellowship in church, I've, I've I'd be like that's really been my sustaining factor for this past couple of years because um I mean like like I already said, my life was church was a, a huge factor of what my life was centered around then. So it was school, work, church, and I'm back home. And when you meet people with the same like mindedness, it allows you to to open up a bit. It allows you to, especially when, I mean, like I said, like-minded, like-mindedness. So you're all, you all have the same focus. You all have the same goal. You have the same mindset and you're able to relate with them and share some of the things that you would not even share to share with your colleagues at work, you know, so uh, coming into church day in, day out, hearing the words that's, that's being shared and and at some point, someone had asked me, because it's just me, right? My, my folks are not here. And someone had asked me and they said, you, who do you answer to? Mm -hmm. Like, if for whatever reason I'm supposed to come by your place and come get you or I'm asking you to be at this function or something, who do I speak to that, you know, would... I answer to myself. Mm. I, don't, I don't answer to anybody. And this was before... You know, I please don't get into that <laughs> because I'm like, don't, like you missed that don't, point. Don't go <laughs> just <there>. got married. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, told, I tell them I answer to myself, and this was before I got closely knitted in the church family because okay. after a while, I I became accountable to my pastor, right? And I answer to my pastor, answer to my departmental leaders right right because it is 
it's a it's a very very wayward thing to live life not being accountable to anybody yeah who just live life carelessly who calls you to say hey you don't do things that way this is how you do things or Mm. who is who is who's giving you that oversight you know type of thing and Many, many a times my church community have come through for me several thousand ways, you know, um, like, like we've established, I got married last year and the, my church family rallied around myself and my wife. Like I mentioned, it was my pastor who connected with the folk from church that got us a place to stay while it seemed like, okay, right now we're just running on fumes. There's that, and you know, with contributions of getting married, with getting a place. Okay, um, my pastor was like, as much as we, as much as it would not cost us anything to use the the church premises for the for the ceremony, mm-hmm. they would pay out of their pocket to get us an event center. Wow. Yeah, because it would just be better for the photos. It would be better for for you know whatever it is that. That needed to be done. So, this was uh, this was besides all of the other contributions that they've made. You know, mm-hmm. making time out to take us through the marriage preparatory class, and you know, even talking about folks at church, like the friends that you that that, that I made, the mm-hmm. the brotherhood. There were times when I I wasn't mobile. So it would be this brother from church that would come pick me up yeah. on mm. Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. Service starts at 11 a.m. I work in technical and I I need to be in early to set up stuff and make sure stuff is going. Yeah. So this guy would come by my place. He lives he lives in North York. Whoever is listening to this, they would, they would <laughs> figure it out I if hope they, they live listen. in this environment. <laughs> he lives in North York. I used to live in Brampton. Now, this oh, part wow. of Brampton where I live is almost in Caledon. So, I know Caledon. You know I Caledon. Live in Brampton. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, <laughs> there are very few um, transit buses that tar this route. So, hmm. if I am going to take the bus to church, to get to church early, let's say 10 a.m., I have to be out of my house nothing less than 7:45 so 7:45 um where i used to stay then in brampton the bus did not used to come that route so i'd have to take an uber uh about 10 minutes to the major uh, intersection airport road airport road and countryside and then take mm-hmm. a bus i'll take about three buses to mm-hmm. so yeah this guy would come pick me up at like 9am he would drop me off at church and then he would go and get his family ready. And I would go in, I would set up, you know, all of that. It's it's stuff like this that people who do not know where to look, look for in the clubs or they're looking for mm-hmm. and in other places and the most yeah. mundane places. And there's people who even try to seek this type of community at work. Yeah. I've met people who they don't even want to go home at all. Overtime is available. They're taking every single minute of it. <laughs> they're, they're coming in very early. They don't want to go home. They mm. want to come in on Saturday and Sunday to work. 
and I'm like, okay, where is work life balance? Trying to, like, they're trying to fill fill in a, a fill a in that gap. Yeah, yeah. That like we've established, only God. There's a portion that only God can fill, and there's a portion yeah. where it is a certain community. It's a certain community of like minded people. So people yeah. who you can be yourself around, people who you can sit down and share with, and talk to, and pray together. And you know, there's been times when I do not feel like praying i don't i don't want to pray i'm not i'm not interested in studying but you have friends who they they prompt you yeah to want to do this yeah right so as an individual you don't want to pray that's that's good for you but we have prayer meeting and you have to join and you have to lead so guess what now you're praying Mm -hmm. right and there's it's it's in this community of people where you see you see that uh or rather let me put it this way you you witness the the giftings of God upon your life and upon other people's life because there's been times when my friends would come to me, my folks would come to me and they would share certain prophetic words mm-hmm. that would uphold me and build me up for a certain season. Right. Right? And it would it would just be very amazing how these words are accurate like okay maybe god has been trying to communicate it with me and maybe i wasn't listening or maybe i was just too busy i was just Mm -hmm. i was was too caught up in my own my own stuff and this is god talking to somebody about something that i've been bothered about i've been stressing about so you cannot downplay all of the things they are they are God's instruments to building his church, the, the community, the that family, that, that unit is yeah. is instrumental to what God is doing in this end time. Yeah, so, I yeah. absolutely agree. And this and this scripture just um in um Romans chapter twelve. Let me see if I can pull it up quick. When it says um for just as each of us has one body with many members, mm-hmm. and these members do not have all the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. It was just when you were saying, um, you know, um, someone will just speak a word. I mean, right. everyone in the body of Christ, we have different functions, and we cannot just like we can't downplay the function of the head and the function of the, and function like, of the arm yeah. exactly like we right. have different things and it's we it's beautiful when we all come together mm-hmm. right because the body cannot function solely without the eyes without the ears like it's all together and it's in, in it's the combination of all of the functions that makes the church so it's in all of these gatherings, all of this fellowship, this community, you get the beauty of the community. We in all of our diversity or our right. uniqueness, we get the so there's beauty in diversity, there's beauty in right. unique, uniqueness, right. if that makes sense. But yeah, and and that that just you know struck out for me that we can't we can't overemphasize the importance of community Mm. as believers you know when you're down you just need someone to just lift you up you also need people that you need to be accountable to you need 
you need that community to just keep you to give you strength like right. just keep you going because as much as it's an individual race you need people around you to cheer you up you need people around you to help you to keep going because once you see them running you're also gingered like oh, gingered too yeah this person okay you know I can if do i can it. run i can, I can jump. yeah yeah keep keep it going until you finally get there yeah yeah so absolutely thank you for sharing so this okay. last one this has been an interesting mm-hmm. conversation so before you leave us mm-hmm. what what one last thing one last thing that you have to say to someone out there you know someone who's just recently immigrated or maybe just you know just in canada and they want to maintain a very strong relationship with god what what's that one advice that you will give them and miss the whole culture shock that's happening in mm. Canada and miss mm-hmm. all of those things you know job hunting house hunting all of those things and they still want to maintain a strong relationship with God what's that one advice that you have for them okay so you said one advice but I'll, I'll do two if <laughs> okay. that's okay I'm sorry you're yeah, so okay. generous <laughs> so <laughs> number one um I, I always tell people that there's only one thing that's constant in this life. Mm. Well, it's quite erroneous to say thing, but you get the point. And it's God. Mm. God is the only constant in this life. And for certain people, they they find that out early in life. And for some others, they find it out later in life. So the earlier... You come to that understanding that mm. that re- regardless of where I go, you know, the psalmist says it doesn't matter where I try to hide myself, you're there. You know, and if if you have a calling of God upon your life, or even aside that, you you're a Christian, you're a believer, God God wants to have your heart in his hands like that. Right. Mm. So the only constant in this life is God. So whether or not you lay your life down to be used by God in whatever way, form or manner, to be turned in whatever direction, if you don't do it now, you do it sometimes in the future. And that's how you see where people, a certain group of people have seemed to be ahead of others a certain group of people seem to be ahead of their peers because they they took hold of this spiritual thing. You know, while I was growing, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. But while I was growing, I am like 13, 14 years old. I would not, I would not be bothered about spiritual things. I'm like, you know what, just, just let me be, uh, I was I was really interested in motivational and inspirational topics, so like uh, attitude is everything or leadership books. So mm. I'd read a bunch of John Maxwell books, and you know read a a, a couple other books. You know, know your know your limits and ignore them. Stuff mm. that would motivate you, motivational you know, make you, but speaker. motivational speaker exactly. I used to I used to want to be one, but God arrested. Anyways. At some point, I'm like, okay, so when do I start to when do I start to take this spiritual seriously? Like when exactly? And 
at some point in 2015, I, I decided, okay, you know what? This is this is where I take my spiritual life seriously. And there's been there's been growth. It's it's just like when we when you know when we're chatting earlier, like if you don't start, there's nothing to improve on. So Mm. it isn't until you start that you get to level one and then you finish level one you get to level two so if you don't start at all you're on level zero Mm -hmm. so you don't engage god you don't talk to god about his plans for your life you're you're you and god you're on a blank page like the holy spirit lives in you but he's that neighbor that you don't say hi to you never get anything done. You never get anywhere in life, right? And that's number one. I said I was going to share two, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I It, it almost slipped my mind. <laughs> the second one, don't let anyone despise your service or what you do for God, what you do in the house of God. Mm. Now, whether in his house or outside it, don't let anyone despise your service to God because There'll be people that tell you, okay, you know what? Right now, you you're just doing too There's much. There's time for everything. There's time for everything. <laughs> you know, you have to study for school, but then at the same time, you are up in the middle of the night. You know, I I I had this issue with the folks that I stayed here with initially. Um, now there used to be four of them. There was one of them that goes to church. The other three. I would wake up in the middle of the night, like 2 a.m. and lock myself in the washroom and pray in tongues until like 2.30, sometimes 3. And then I'll go back to sleep. And then would wake up in the morning and and they'll be bothered about how I was disturbing them in the night. Like, well, guy, we know day Nigeria now. Which one be all these tongues mm-hmm. where you go? Wake? I say, okay, you know what? It was like, you know, if we want to pause standing, my guy, <laughs> I, I'd, leave the, I'd leave the room and leave the house and then I'll come outside I'll go on the staircase and pray and when I'm done praying I'll go back in the room and I'll sleep and then at that point they they had no idea that, that you were still, was doing still praying in tongues mm-hmm. right so nobody bothered me anymore but it's just don't let anyone right. despise your service to God because they will come yeah you know and there'll be jobs that I would want to take out of your service time or you know they would want to call you in on a, on a Sunday or whatever other time that you have for worship. Be firm with if you're if you're unavailable these days as a result of your service, be be unavailable. Be mm-hmm. available unto God. You know, have that time committed to God and especially in givings. Because it's permit me to say crazy to having racked up a whole amount of shifts and you've made all this money and mm-hmm. then you know mm-hmm. god is asking for your first fruit at the beginning of the year or god is asking you to sow a seed to to this person or is asking you to buy a device and just send it to this person and not even let them know that it's coming from you so you don't even receive a thank you mm. right you you don't even receive the gratification that comes from that being comes uh mm. yeah that comes from being uh what's the word being a giver card seed yeah oh okay, like, okay. oh it's a card seed this came from 
Thank okay. God. You say, oh, thank you very much. You know, God bless you, all of this and all of that. But no, your name is not even tied to it. So they don't even know it came from you. You'd never get a thank you. And God mm. said, this is between you and me, right? So don't let, don't let anyone despise your service unto God. You know that it is unto God and the Bible says that he would reward us in due time. So mm. just stick to that and, and keep faith with that. Yeah, I think that's that would be my those would be my advice. Thank you. Wow. This was an amazing conversation. I did I didn't want to stop. I was looking at the time. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, okay, I think we've gone over, but this was really interesting. It was interesting to discuss all of this with you. And I think you shared a lot of different perspectives that I would I actually wanted to hear from you. Um, mm-hmm. Just because of your immigration story, I wanted to hear um, all of those experiences now that you're in Canada and all of that. So thank you for sharing. It was thank really you amazing. For having me. Thank <laughs> it you. was really amazing to have you. My regards to Madame. No problem. No problem. <laughs> thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. My regards so to your husband too. Thank you. Alrighty. Yeah. And to you listening to this podcast right now, as much as your Christian race is an individual one, remember you're not alone on this journey. Bye for now.